we're in the middle of a six-part series, six great prayers that you don't pray enough. We started with Isaiah 64 with the prayer, shape me. Then we went to Ephesians 5, and we talked about fill me. The next prayer came from Psalm chapter 51, and that's, Lord, forgive me. Today, we want to pray the prayer, Lord, heal me. Lord, heal me. Would you say that with me? Lord, heal me. Now, say it like you need it. Lord, heal me. Now, I do want to talk this morning and and just kind of put it in parameters of where we're at. I'm not necessarily talking about physical healing this morning. I'm talking about a hurt that goes far deeper than that. I'm talking about issues of the heart. And we are good at Christians as compartmentalizing pain. We are good at coming to church on Sunday morning and wearing the mask. We are good at kind of playing the church game. Y'all just looked at everybody and shook hands and y'all just kind of made everybody look like they were looking good. But can I tell you the dirty little secret of Kirby Church? Almost on every pew... Matter of fact, I can almost guarantee you if there's three or more people on your row, there is someone there with a hurting heart. We don't like that. We we get all dressed up and hipped up for Sunday, don't we? Uh, Because we take the Lord's Supper, I usually kind of dress a little sharper than what I normally do. And I, I, I really love jeans and a hoodie sweatshirt, by the way, just... Say it in case you missed my birthday the other last month. I'm just throwing that out there. But this is, we all dress up and we come in with a smile. And and the thing is, we could have had the worst fight that we've ever had with our spouse, with our kids, with the dog and the cat and the goldfish. But when you get to church on Sunday morning and somebody shakes your hand and says, How you doing with a smile? You lie right through your teeth and smile right back. And I'm going, just great, brother. How are you? When almost on every row there is somebody here with a broken heart. Or with brokenness in their heart. Something that maybe they have buried and and tried to just kind of avoid, but it still comes back. And snaps back. We have a church full of people whose lives are messed up, broken up. And I guarantee you there's someone here with a broken heart. Oh, we clean up well. We put on our mask. We say the right stuff. We sing with the right songs. We smile to cover up loneliness. But there's a whole lot of broken people with broken hearts, with broken lives in our church today. And all I'm simply asking you is to be honest today. It's just to be honest. Somebody said this. He said, a broken heart is the worst. It's like having broken ribs. Nobody can see it, but it hurts every time you breathe. Isn't that a great description? A brokenness in your heart? It it, it just hurts. No matter, even though nobody can see it, it just hurts every time you breathe. See, there are people right here, right now, And there's brokenness in your heart, and it just hurts every time you breathe. You try to cover it up. You try to... There's as many reasons for a broken heart as there are people in the world. People have brokenness in their heart because of the death of a loved one. Most of the time, even though if they know they're saved, 
know where they're going. It still hurts, even if you've had weeks to prepare for their home going. It still leaves a void in your soul. But I want to tell you, there is something about when a loved one dies, when a loved one goes to heaven, a loved one who's meant so much to us, when they go, there's a brokenness you can't understand until you experience it. Many people have brokenness because of a wayward son or daughter. Many people have brokenness because they live in such fear and anxiety of everything. I mean, just everything. We are just fear-ridden, and it just breaks us. A lot of people have broken hearts because someone they love is sick and they can't fix it. Do you know what hurts? Man, you love somebody. You truly love somebody. And you give them the best medical care that you can possibly give them. And for all that you do and for all that you pray, they don't get any better. Most of you know that my dad has Alzheimer's. And this Thursday afternoon and Friday, and we actually stayed over through into Saturday, I, I've done pretty well dealing with it. And man, this time it just... Man, I don't know if it's because I'm preaching on brokenness and, and God was just trying to tell me, Trimble, there's some things in your heart you've not really kind of dealt with. Let me, let me help mend the broken pieces here. But to watch my dad, oh my goodness, was harder this time than it has been before. And when you watch a loved one, Slowly deteriorate, no matter what the disease, cancer, or Alzheimer's, or, or heart disease, or you name it. And you pray, and you pray, and you pray. And heaven seems silent. And there's no answer from God. I'm telling you, there's some little broken shards that just kind of break off in your soul. We don't talk about it because we're supposed to be these, these great people of faith. You know? We're supposed to just kind of throw it all down at the altar and God will take care of you. Well, he does. But it still hurts. It still hurts. Some of us had dreams and plans and they didn't work out and I could go on and on and there's as many reasons or wrong choices or traveling down the wrong roads, expectations that don't measure up to reality, divorce, bitterness, people betray you, an unforgiving spirit. I'm telling you, I could go on and on and on and so can you. I doubt if there's a person here who has not experienced brokenness in their heart. Does the Bible have any word for us? That's why we absolutely need to look to God's word. Because the prayer is, Lord, heal me. Heal me. Look at Psalm chapter 34 and verses 18 and 19. And write these verses down. I'm going to go through them rather quickly. But I want you to write them down. Psalm 34. David is at a, man, a heart-wrenching moment in his life. His family is deteriorating. Abimelech has sided with one of his sons and they have plotted to run him off the throne. His family in part and mass has turned against him. Much of popular opinion in the kingdom has turned against David. And he says this, the Lord, it's a song of lament. He says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles. But the Lord comes to the rescue each 
The Lord comes to the rescue of each time. My favorite part of that whole thing, and there's many wonderful parts, but the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The word brokenness means, or the word brokenhearted means broken, crushed, almost ground to a powder, or crippled. Broken, crushed, like almost ground to a powder, or crippled. Did you walk in with a limp this morning? Every time you breathe, does it hurt? You try to cover up the brokenness, but it still hurts. In Psalm 34, David's broken heart came from, again, his family and his children and the whole entire kingdom. I mean, he was a man in deep pain. And every time he breathed, just like a broken rib, it hurt. Psalm 147 and verse 3 would say this to us. He heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wounds. He heals the brokenhearted. And he bandages, he, he puts the salve and the ointment, he, he, he dresses the wound. He provides care and nurture. He doesn't just slap a Band-Aid on it and walk away. He's right there mending, fixing, loving that broken heart. Some scholars think this was written after Israel's return from Babylonian captivity and oppression. And they had nothing and they came back to nothing. And as they saw Jerusalem broken, burned down, and, a, and, a, and destitute and ruined, nothing like it was in its former days of glory, their hearts were broken. And God said, hey, I heal the brokenhearted, and I'll bind up your wounds. Isaiah 57 and verse 14 tells us that God delights in healing the brokenhearted. Look at verse 14. It says, the high and lofty ones who lives in eternity, the Holy One, this is Jehovah God, says this, I live in the high and holy places with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed or the broken spirit of the humble and revive the, cur the courage of those who have a repented heart. Isn't it amazing for all the, the, the grandeur and the majesty that's stated in the first part of that verse? He says, I delight, I restore the crushed in spirit. God's close to the brokenhearted. When Isaiah would describe the coming ministry of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he said this in Isaiah chapter 64, in verse 1, the Lord of the sovereign, Lord is come upon me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord has come upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaimed that captives will be released and prisoners will be free. And you go to Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, Jesus Christ giving the mission statement of, of his ministry. He says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Almost word for word from Isaiah chapter 64. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance from the captives and recovery in sight to the blind and to set at liberty that all them that are bruised. Did you see it right there in the middle? He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus Christ and God in heaven does not run from our pain. In fact, the Bible seems to indicate they run to our pain. They don't run from us when our life is all messed up and jacked up. They run to our life in the mess. Jesus isn't afraid of your hurt. 
He's not even afraid of the reason that caused your hurt. He loves you. All of these verses I gave you have words and expressions and phrases of great tenderness to them. The words bind up your wounds, it, it has the, the, the picture of a mother tenderly, tenderly fixing the boo-boo. That's right, boo-boo on her little baby. The, the, the phrase that, that he heals our broken heart, it has the idea of a, of a committed doctor faithfully rubbing salve or ointment, bringing healing through medicine. He's, he's not a God who has disdain for what breaks us. He has a God who loves you so much that he sent his son into your brokenness, into your broken world, so that through his death and burial and resurrection, so through him being broken for you, you might become whole. He heals. See, I, I think we all need to pray, Lord, heal me. No, I think I know where most of us and the, and the spiritual heritage that most of us come from, and most of us don't pray that way. Most of us pray. Most of us pray, Lord, get me out of this mess. Lord, do something about it. Lord, help me. So the Lord helps us, and the Lord gets us out of the mess, and the Lord removes the issue. And we think that because the issue is removed, that the heart gets fixed with it. I think they're two separate issues. I think when the mess, when the brokenness, with whatever that has caused the brokenness in your life, when we ask God to help us deal with that, when we ask God to, to do whatever God needs to do with that, whether it's removal or helping us work through it, and he takes all of that away, you are still left with brokenness in your heart. That's why you and I need to pray, Lord, heal me. Heal me. I hurt. You can tell God you hurt? Absolutely. I wish everybody was here Wednesday night. On Wednesday nights, we're doing not a lot of singing. It is just straight up digging deep. I mean, taking a drill and, and just boring down deep into God's word. And we talked about the songs of lament and how the, how the psalms, over a third of the psalms are given to it, the songs of lament. It's, a, it's, a, it's just basically a prayer or a poem or a song where there's, where there's just deep hurt and pain and raw emotion. But always within that, there's a statement of trust, a statement of praise or a promise that they're going to keep to God. In essence, they were praying, Lord, heal me, because they were being honest with our emotions. And a lot of us, we're not honest with our emotions. If you're a man, and you've been through something, I'll tell you what we men say. Ah, I'll be all right. And you know what that means for men? That means that, hey, I'll just go back to work, I'll be distracted by my work, and I'll get so engrossed with my work that I will, you know, I'll just be okay, because my work matters than fixing my broken heart. 
The problem is, if you have a heart that's broken, and if you don't work on that broken heart, sooner or later, it will affect the relationships around you. And those relationships, whether it's with God or with others, with your spouse, with your children, with your brothers and sisters in Christ, will soon begin to crumble and break as well. That's why this issue of the heart is so important. That's why saying, Lord, heal me. Heal me. Lord, I don't think what's happened to me in my life is fair. And, and, and I can't undo what has happened. But God, I can't ask you to heal my broken heart. Lord, heal me. Here's three things I know about God, our healer. Number one, God can heal our brokenness, but you have to give him all the pieces. God can heal us from our brokenness, but you have to give him all the pieces. And let's be honest, a lot of times we don't want to give God all the pieces, especially if somebody has offended us or hurt us deeply. We want to hang on to a piece or two that has a, a sharp edge so that we might be able to exact a little bit of revenge every now and again, that we might be able to just kind of hold on to our anger a little bit. I'm just simply saying God can heal our brokenness, but you have to give him all the pieces. The second thing I know is that broken things can become mended things if we let God do the mending. Here is a hard reality that I had to accept. That Mike Trimble, as a broken person with a broken heart, cannot fix his broken heart nor fix the broken person that Mike Trimble is. Matter of fact, if humanity could fix the brokenness of humanity, the brokenness that we see going on in our, our world today, everything from bias to, to, to racism to ISIS violence, I, I mean terrorism, you could just go up and down all over the place. Injustice for the poor, and they, I mean just all the things that Jesus kind of said there in his mission statement. You, you can... If we had the ability to fix it, we would have fixed it by now, wouldn't we? We would have gotten it right by now, wouldn't we? You cannot fix. You can assist. But you cannot fix the brokenness in your heart. That is a work of God that you have to allow God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit to do. Lord. Heal me. Here's the final thing I know. It goes back to Psalm 34 and verse 18. And it's great news. God is close to the brokenhearted. God is close to the brokenhearted. God is close to the brokenhearted. Now, can I illustrate what close is? Compared to where all of you have been this week, we are now close to each other, correct? Right? But that's not the word close in Psalm 138. Can I use Todd and Becky DePaulis as an example? Will you, will you, guys, will you guys let me just do that? And, and James, I don't know how you're going to follow me, but just do the best you can. And so now, am I closer to Todd and Becky right now? This is class participation. Todd and Becky's really nervous because they have no idea what I'm going to do. But that's not the word in Psalm chapter 34, verse 8. Am I closer to Todd and Becky right now? But that's not the word in Psalm 34, verse 18. He's close to the brokenhearted. 
Now, for somebody who doesn't know what I'm going to do, you're getting a little uncomfortable right now. See, that's what we're talking about. I'll sit on Todd's lap. But this is the idea that God just isn't here close healing the brokenhearted. In fact, it's not me sitting on Todd's lap. It would be Todd and Becky resting on my lap. That's the word close to the brokenhearted. And somewhere in our faith, we have bought into the lie that God and Christians have to be perfect. No. The perfect, flawless one came for us flawed people. And if he rescued us from our sins, he will heal your broken heart. He's close. How close? He's close. How close? He's close. How close? He's close. He's close to the brokenhearted. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes for just a moment? I don't know what your hurt is. I don't know what your brokenness is. I don't know what rejection you felt. I don't know. And you know what? I don't need to know. All I need to tell you is that God is passionate about your healing so much so that even in heaven, he tells us that he'll wipe away all tears from our eyes and that he's provided a tree of life for the healing of the nations. So this morning, do you need to pray the prayer, Lord, heal me? Lord, heal me. I hurt. My heart hurts. I say that I'm over this issue in my life. I want to be over this issue in my life, but God, I'm not. It hurts. Heal me. God, every time I, I breathe, it just feels like it, it hurts. It's just like this thing that's always with me. Lord, heal me. Heal my brokenness. Heal the broken things in my life. I give you every piece of the brokenness. Lord, Heal me. Heal me. And what I'd like to do is I'd like for us to pray together. And then I want to lead you in a prayer for brokenness. Can we be honest? And honestly, this is one of those times where I wish we could be so honest that everybody would just look around. Because if anybody needs to pray the prayer, Lord, heal me, man, I'm telling you, my hand's already up. Not because I'm trying to show vote. who would raise their hands with mine and say, Pastor, there are some broken things in my life. And I need to pray, Lord, heal me. Would you raise your hand? Raise it high. Raise it high. Raise it high. Raise it high. I'll bet you 60% set to 70% of the people in this room just raised their hands. You can put your hands down. 
this morning, the altar is open. And if all you do is come in a humble heart, a contrite heart, and just say, Lord, heal me. I acknowledge the brokenness. I've tried to cover it up. I've tried to take it away. I've tried to fix it myself. And that just makes it worse. Lord, heal me. Heal me. The only person you can run to is Jesus. The only place you can go is Calvary. Lord, 